Hello, I'm Jen and welcome to the Native Jen Podcast. How are you? Hello, everyone. This is Jen with the Native Gen Podcast. Welcome. Today, we are talking about 12 podcasting learning lessons. So basically, what I learned from podcasting so far. Let's get into it. Number one. Number one. Okay, it's working. Number one, it's okay to completely bootstrap a podcast. Take it from me. Um, my first episodes were with my iPods and my iPhone. And I completely recorded everything from there. Um, it was, I think I wrapped myself in a blanket just so the noise wouldn't um, reverberate and echo. Um, but also, um, along the same lines of bootstrapping, know that free is better than paying for things you are not using. I took full advantage of those trial offers of podcasting programs so you can edit and post episodes. There are podcasting programs that let you record so many hours before you have to pay. Again, use those trial offers. They really help you get started when you don't know what the hell you're doing. So, Lesson number two, ask potential guests to be number two. Asking potential guests to be on your podcast is not for the weak. <laughs> I learned this the hard way and I got really butthurt about it, but... In order to ask someone to be on your podcast, you have to talk to them, discuss what you're talking about, what you'll be talking about on the episode. Let them know your mission and why you want them to be on the podcast in the first place. These things take time and nurturing. So, you know, it's, it's kind of hit or miss, but usually people are very open to being on my podcast and it's usually people that, you know, have wonderful things to say. However, along those same lines, when you invite people via email or um, messenger, they will forget that you invited them because, you know, people are busy or they don't prioritize it. Um, or if they don't want to be on your podcast, they will outright just completely ignore you. I've had that happen. Um, usually I will just send a few gentle reminders, but I'm, I'm so not going to bend over backwards for people. After a, few, after a few reminders, you get the idea that when people ghost you, that they, that they don't want to be part of your podcast. And that's fine. All you can do is just move on and don't take it personally. I don't. But I don't forget either. <laughs> Number three of the podcasting learning lessons are... Things will happen that you can't anticipate, like shoddy internet connections, using podcasting systems that don't work for remote guests, 
a laptop that overheats, background noise like my kids, or you thought you recorded, but you actually didn't get the recording at all. Um, the power going out, the internet going out. These are all things that I've experienced. And all I can say is that you have to roll with it. You have to be okay with it or else, you know, you'll just stress yourself out. You have to have the patience and grace to know that perhaps it just wasn't in the cards to interview that guest at that time. It happens. It's actually comical because I'm not a technical person, but I've completely bootstrapped this podcast from the beginning. And that's what makes it authentically mine. Number four, my personality is suited for podcasting. And let me tell you why. I recall a past employer, let's call them Royal Arctic Line, when they were in the process of firing me, Lena Tarp, who was my past supervisor that fired me, brought up an intro personality test. You know, those, um, I don't remember exactly which personality test it was, but I think it was along the lines similar to the Myers-Briggs test. And though, you know, they use that to gauge your personality and whatnot. Well, she cited that the test that I took against hers um, stated that I wasn't working well with her because we are too different according to those tests. And, you know, she used that against me. She used a personality test against me, which I think I took two years prior. Anyways, I will say that based on that test, I am completely suited for chatting away on this podcast. As I am a bit rough around the edges, I'll admit that. I'm native, I'm sweary, I talk like I think. However, I can be professional, but, you know, yet a bit savage. <laughs> Is that not politically correct? Number five of the learning lessons um, of podcasting. The fifth thing I learned from podcasting is editing auto, editing audio and video is not for the impatient. You have to take the time to edit. Otherwise, you'll have a voice recording that just sounds too raw or too incomplete. People want to hear good sound and flow, so you have to learn all these things to try to give them that. Just remember, done is better than perfect. It's not fun, I'll admit that. It was not my cup of tea. But you learn how to get into a rhythm of getting things done, and you aim for your best, and really, you know, that's all you can do. Number six. Know what you want to do in relationship to what podcasting program you will be using. Initially, I picked a great podcasting slash transcri transcribing program that would record myself and guests and at the same time transcribe the conversation. The idea was to turn the podcast into a blog as well. But it wasn't great for remote recording. And that is what my podcast is all about, interviewing Indigenous guests from all over the Arctic and essentially the world. 
So I had to find something else. And that was a whole new learning curve on new podcasting software. So again, I can't stress this enough. Know what you want to do in relation to what podcasting program you will be using, because that will make all the difference. The number, number seven lesson of what I learned from podcasting so far, which is along the same lines, learning the technology will take time. I spent days upon days on learning how to record and edit video and audio. And it takes patience, especially if you're a perfectionist like me. But it's only me, and I'm also a mom, a wife, and a solopreneur, so you definitely have to make it a priority if you want to learn new podcasting technology. And I did, so, you know, I'm kind of learning as I go. Number eight, I had to get over being insecure about hearing my own voice. I still have a little bit of issue with it. Anyway, I don't know about you, but I didn't like the... sound of my own voice. I still don't. But I had to move past that in order to move forward, in order to move forward. What helped was people telling me that I have a natural soothing voice that they like to hear. Um, I still don't necessarily believe that, but you know, hey, that's just my insecurity talking. It was definitely hard, but I did it. I'm doing it. And you know, you can too. Number nine of the learning lessons I learned from podcasting, be prepared for interviews. I cannot stress this enough. How does that saying go? By failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. I don't know who said that quote, but I always remember that. Treat this as a business and do your research. Plan the outline of your episodes before and schedule, treat this as a business and do your research. Plan the outline of your episodes before a scheduled interview. Plan what questions you wanna ask. Plan what you really wanna talk about. You don't wanna be unprepared and not know what to say or what to talk about with your guest because they will know it, they will hear it. And also know that Google is my BFF and I always prepare for my podcast episodes. It's just necessary. It makes you sound professional and it just makes you sound professional. Number 10 of podcasting, of my podcasting learning lessons. <clears throat> Check the tech. What I mean is check the technology before any guest podcast interview. Always check and test the technology. I learned this the hard way. I wasn't technically prepared for a remote recording and we did it anyways through another program and then later found out it didn't record. How crazy is that? So take it from me, always check your technology. 
make sure everything is hooked up correctly, test it out before anything so you can avoid the mishaps that I experienced. Again, always be prepared. This includes your technology. Number 11, on scheduling guest interviews. I highly recommend that you get a scheduling tool that you that can help you schedule interviews in the correct time zones. I currently live in Greenland, so in order to schedule someone from Alaska or in another country in general, it's really hard to send an email and ensure that we can actually agree on a scheduled time that is agreeable with both time zones. And it really helps to stay organized and stop all the going back and forth with, with potential guests and their schedules. I use Calendly. Did I say that correctly? Calendly. It's an online scheduling tool that takes all the guesswork out of scheduling guests in a scheduling platform that you create a schedule up front. So all they have to do is click on the link and choose the designated time and they are done. It's quick, simple, easy to use, and it's quick, simple, easy to use, and it sends updates. Gosh, I can't talk. It's quick, simple, easy to use, and sends updates before the scheduled podcast event. Easy peasy. I highly recommend Candidly. I'll link it in the show notes. Okay, number 12 of the, and lastly, number 12 of the podcasting learning lessons that I learned from podcasting thus far. You have to stay organized. I used to keep all my episode outlines in notes and on Google Docs, but I felt all over the place kind of, and just kind of happened, happened, happened. But I felt all kind of, oh, Jen, talk right. But it felt kind of all over the place, and I had no structure to my episodes and planning outlines. So now I use a wonderful online system called Notion. And it not only helps me stay organized with my episode outlines, um, but it also allows me to add possible sponsorships, budgets, all the necessary information in regards to my podcast. It's a notion. I keep it in there. It's essentially like a workplace um, that adopts to my needs in a, in a space where I can think, I can write, I can plan. I use it on my laptop and phone to capture my thoughts, manage various projects, and basically run my Native Gen podcast effectively. And I do it literally exactly the way I want to do it. Anyways, I will link it in the show notes. And that concludes the 12 podcasting learning lessons of the Native Gen podcast so far. It's been a wild ride and I hope to continue it. And these are learning lessons that I hope you take if you're considering starting your own podcast because you know, just learn from me and don't make these same mistakes or it's just to be better prepared because 
you know, you learn as you go, but it really helps when you hear what other people went through. And these are my learning lessons. Thank you for tuning in and stay tuned for the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Native Gen Podcast. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time. If you love the Native Gen Podcast, please subscribe and let me know what you think of this episode. Let me know what you think of the podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Take care and remember, stay Native.